Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Thirst this morning. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you for a brand new day. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us again into your presence. Thank you for giving us the boldness and courage to come. We give you all the praise again this morning. We magnify you, Alpha and Omega. We magnify you, Bright and Morning Star. We magnify you, Lion of the tribe of Judah. We magnify you this morning, creator of the heavens and the earth, the maker of everything that consists and exists in the universe. We magnify you because you are the one who is sufficient, O God, the God that cannot die, the God who rules over the realm of the living and the dead. We give you all the praise again this morning, Alpha and Omega, in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, we have come to read our Bibles again in your presence. We have come to learn. We ask this morning, Lord, that you will speak to us once again. Let your words fill our hearts. Help us to draw lessons from your word and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome. A big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Ayenike. We continue reading and commenting, studying the book of Matthew. We are reading through the New Testament. Yesterday we stopped on Matthew chapter 8. Today we will take Matthew chapter 9. In Matthew chapter 9, we see Jesus forgive sin. And the question okay, that we will often face as believers, as Christians, is whether Jesus was simply a man or was the Son of God. Ask the question, but when you read your Bible, and I remember I once did a study, I once did a study to have a, a response ready for the average Muslim who would ask this kind of question, and I actually answered the question or that study when I concluded, answered the question based on the Quran. In other words, whatever the Quran was claiming that Allah could do, I showed eh, <laughs> that the Bible talks about Jesus doing it. Okay? And one of them is forgiving sins. Okay? So Jesus was more than a man. And of course, here also we will encounter that situation of that girl that Jesus raises, literally raises from the dead. 
when we did the parallel study of this one, it's one of those scriptures or events that they, people will point out and tell you that, oh, why does Matthew say this and Mark says something else? Um, if you were not here when we did our Ammonite studies, they are readily available on the podcast. You might want to listen to them again. It was beautiful. And we explained the reason why some of those things were like that. Okay? Matthew oftentimes explained events as if he is standing from afar. He is standing from afar. Why Mark? Mark explained events as if he is present right there. Matthew was actually a disciple. Okay, Mark wasn't officially one of the, in quote, one of the apostles. But when Mark gave his accounts, they were always by far more detailed. Okay, so the problem was just Matthew oftentimes seemed to be summarizing. Yes, summarizing the events whenever he's talking about them. When you read about it in maybe Mark, Mark would then give you an elaborate Okay, description of what is going on. It didn't mean that they were describing two different events. They were describing exactly the same thing. Oftentimes with Mark giving us by far more details. Let's read this morning, Matthew chapter 9. If we can, we'll get to Matthew chapter 10 today. It says, Jesus climbed into a boat. Jesus climbed into a boat and went back across the lake to his own town. He went back across the lake to his own town. Some people brought to him a paralyzed man on a mat. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, Be encouraged, my child, your sins are forgiven. When we did the parallel of this, this event actually happened in the house. Okay, it happened inside a house where the crowd his friends were trying to bring him to see Jesus. And when they could not, because of the crowd, they actually broke through the ceiling, you know, to get in. Again, it is when you do a parallel that you will get a little more understanding. This was happening in the hometown of Jesus. And so he was, of course, among those who knew him growing up. And that also explained why they could be asking the kind of questions that they were asking. They knew him. But one of the things I want to point out in this verse, especially especially in verse 2, is the Bible says that seeing their faith, Jesus saw, he saw their faith. Faith can be seen. You know, yesterday I asked the question, which crowd are you going to be part of? Is it the crowd that is afraid of Jesus, that is filled with fear, or the crowd that is responding in faith and is calling for Jesus? You know, faith can be seen. That's what I'm talking about. Faith is usually evident. We can see your faith. And if human beings can see your faith, obviously God can see your faith. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, Be encouraged, my child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of religious law, 
said to themselves, that's blasphemy. Does he think he's God? I'm sure you would have had the accusation that Jesus never claimed to be God. I have had that in, in several debates. I've had it in several debates, in those Islamic debates, that Jesus never claimed to be God. The question is, why did they, why did they kill him? What were the accusations usually made against him? They were saying here, does he think he is God? Because they know. They know the implication of him telling the man, your sins are forgiven. They know that only God can forgive sin. But what Jesus proves here in this, in this event, okay, in this, in this chapter, was that he was more than a man. He was the son of God. He was more than a man. He was the son of God. Eventually, he heals the man. And what that proves is that the only way the man could be forgiven, sorry, the only way the man could receive his healing was that his sins had been forgiven. Okay? If he was not forgiven, if he was not forgiven, the sickness would not have gone. Okay? Most likely, his sickness had come on as a result of sin. That's what's most likely what this verse is telling us. So in forgiving his sin and then healing him, Jesus was proving to them that I have taken the sin away. I have forgiven the sin. And now it was possible to say, be healed. Okay? Who does he think he is? Does he think he is God? They asked, verse 4. Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you have such evil thoughts in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? What do you think? Which one is easier? <laughs> it's easier to say your sins are forgiven, right? Yes, nobody knows whether the sins were forgiven or not. But if you said, stand up and walk, ah, ah. Everybody will be able to tell or prove whether what you said came to pass or not. So Jesus was trying to, but Jesus is telling them, yeah, look, I have done the harder part. The harder part is to actually forgive the sin. And now that I have done the other part, come and see. You will see that it is, it is now a piece of cake. Young man, stand up and walk. He says, why do you have such evil thoughts in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on, um, on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up and went home. <clears throat> Fear swept through the crowd as they saw this happen. And they praised God for giving humans such authority. Okay, we know that Jesus' problem with the Pharisees begins from here. Because the reason why they killed him was that he was claiming to be the son of God. Remember the event when they picked up stones and they were going to, they were going to stone him. And he was asking them, I don't understand, I don't understand. Guys, hold on, calm down, calm down. For which of the miracles 
that I have done? Which of them? Why? Why do you want to stone me? For which of them? And they said, no, we are not stoning you for any of the miracles that you have done. No? We appreciate those ones. However, we are stoning you because you, even though you are a man, you are claiming to be God. They killed him because they felt or they knew in their hearts that he was claiming to be the son of God. That was why they killed him. So to then come back and tell us, you know, literally look us in the face and tell us that Jesus never claimed to be the son of God. Why did they then kill him? Why did they kill him? Next, let's continue. Verse 9, Jesus then calls Matthew as Jesus was walking along. Verse 9, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at his, his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Matthew got up and followed him. Matthew got up and followed him. Later, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he said, Healthy, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. It is those who need God that eventually... You see why Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Those who test after God, they are blessed. The kingdom of God belongs to them. Jesus says, healthy people do not need a doctor. Sick people do. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. That's Osea chapter 6 verse 6. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. Those are the people that God asked Jesus came to save. Those who know they are sinners. If you think you are righteous, then you would not think you need God. Verse 14 says, One day the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus and asked him, Why don't your disciples fast like we do and the Pharisees do? Jesus replied, Do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Of course not, but someday the groom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. Jesus is not against fasting. Jesus is saying that by the time I am gone, the times will come when they will fast. But right now that I'm here, they don't need to fast. He says, beside, who would patch old clothing with new, old, old clothing with new cloth? Since for the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wine skin. For the old, old skin would burst from the, pre, from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the, the skin. New wine is stored in new wine skins so that both are preserved. Jesus is the new wine, okay? Uh, what he is coming into, the lives of the people that he was coming into, the Jewish system, the Old Testament is the old wine, wine skin, okay? You don't put new wine into old wine skin. It will burst. And that, was, that is actually why, <laughs> in quotes, their wine skin burst when Jesus appeared on the scene. 
Let's continue. Verse 18, as Jesus was saying this, the leader of a synagogue came and knelt before him. My daughter has just died, he said. When we read this in Mark, the man said, my daughter is sick. Come and lay your hands on her so that she can recover. And again, I said, Matthew is paraphrasing, is, sorry, is summarizing. Mark is detailed, but they are saying the same thing. Okay? So most likely, by the time this man leaves the house, this girl is very sick. Very sick because it's doing this discussion, actually, during his discussion that um, Jesus, that's Mark chapter 11, I think, during this discussion that then um, Jesus was healing someone else and during that whole process, the news came that the girl, the girl was dead. Okay? So, most likely, the girl was very sick. Since my daughter has just died, he said, but you can bring her back to life again if you come and lay your hand on her. So Jesus and his disciples got up and went with him. Just then, a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe, for she thought, if I can just, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, daughter, be encouraged, your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. So we have seen several people express their faith in different ways, and this woman we are reading, her own expression of her faith was much, much different. She had suffered with this ailments this condition for 12 years the bible tells us constantly bleeding for 12 years in fact when you read mark mark gives us all the details she has spent all that she had you know physicians have seen her she had not gotten any better but matthew tells us very importantly here she was saying within herself if i can just touch his robe I will be healed. If, in other words, she saw herself healed before she touched Jesus. And when she did, she was healed. Jesus said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that moment. At that moment. When Jesus arrived at the official's home, he saw the noisy crowd and, healed and heard the funeral music. Get out, he told them. The girl isn't dead. She's only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him. After the crowd was put outside, however, Jesus went in and took the girl by the hand. And she stood up. She stood up. The report of this miracle swept through the entire countryside. Okay? It was this event that Jesus went in to the girl and said, Talitakum. Rise, little girl, he took her by the hand, and the girl, the girl, the girl stood up. All right, next, Jesus is the blind. After Jesus left the girl's home, verse 27, two blind men followed along behind him, shouting, Son of David, have mercy on us. They went, they went right into the house where he was staying. 
they followed him to the house where he was staying. And Jesus asked them, do you believe I can make you see? I don't know whether you have noticed something. Jesus oftentimes healed in response to people's faith. They had to express their faith in him. The woman was saying, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. That man said, if you just come to my house, just come and lay your hands on my daughter, whether to heal her or to raise her from the dead. The man was, you know, was, was, was sure something was going to happen when Jesus comes up on the scene. Now, look at this blind man. I'm talking about this so that we get a good understanding, grabs an understanding of how faith works. How faith works. Jesus asked them, do you believe I can make you see? Imagine they said, no, we don't believe. Her. We don't believe. Do you think they, their eyes would have been opened? No. Do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him. We do. Then he touched their eyes. Imagine if they said, yes, Lord, and they didn't mean it inside that. Ah, I hope this guy is not a fraud. What do you think will happen? Their eyes will not have been opened. Yes. Yes, Lord, they told him. We do. Then he touched their eyes and said, because of your faith, it will happen. You see that? <laughs> Remember the one that the Bible said, the man with leprosy, instantly, immediately, he was healed. Jesus says, because of your faith, it will happen. So the Bible does not tell us specifically when it actually happens, but it did happen. He says, then their eyes were opened and they could see. Jesus sternly warned them, don't tell anyone about this. But instead, they went out and spread his fame all over the region. I already explained why Jesus kept on telling people not to tell others about the miracles that he was doing. Because the people now became by far more attracted to the miracles rather than turning to God. See, when they left, a demon-possessed man who couldn't speak was brought to Jesus. So Jesus cast out the demon and then the man began to speak. The crowds were amazed. Nothing like this has ever happened in Israel, they exclaimed. Uh, but the Pharisees said he can cast out demons because he is empowered by the prince of demons. <laughs> Oh, okay. So when we did the parallel of this, okay, uh, Jesus actually got angry at this because he took this as an affront or speaking against speaking against the Holy Spirit. All right, let's read the last event here in chapter nine. It says Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of of that area, teaching in the synagogue and and announcing the good news about the kingdom. That was the focus of his message. It wasn't the healing. He was announcing the good news of the kingdom. What was the good news? There is a way now to the Father. I am the way, Jesus would tell them, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father unless they come through me. His message was announcing the good news about the kingdom. Repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. I am here. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When the crowd, when he saw the crowd, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless. Like sheep, sheep without a shepherd, 
he said to he said to his disciples the harvest is great but the workers are few so pray the lord who is in charge of the harvest ask him to send more workers into his field all right so that concludes chapter 9 yes uh do we do chapter 10 okay we have just a few minutes to go okay so it might not be wise to do to do that chapter let's just do chapter 9 today we'll do chapter 10 tomorrow so what lessons can we draw from today you see several people healed in matthew chapter 9 and in every single instance it was due to their faith jesus healed them in response to their faith so are you listening in this morning and you need healing in your body it is going to come in response to your faith yes it's not going to come in isolation god is not going to force healing on you and of course um, not that not in terms of forcing healing can come you know due to the providence and the mercy of god and i've seen that happen again and again but you see the the majority who received their healing one thing that was clear about them was that they expressed their faith they expressed their faith to be healed they expressed their faith in the capacity of Jesus to heal them. They expressed their faith that their sickness, their diseases were, would be terminated if they could just touch Jesus. They expressed their faith in who Jesus was. They believed. They didn't care what the crowd was saying. They believed because he said he was the son of God, the son of man. Okay, so this morning I encourage you to step up your faith. You're trusting God for healing this morning. Step up your faith. Hold on to God. I don't know what you are going through, but hold on to God that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is that is at work in us. Believe in God that if the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, that spirit that raised him up from the dead after three days, is in is living in you now that you are a child of God. God is able to using through his Holy Spirit heal you completely. And I pray this morning that the Lord will heal you completely in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray this morning that every sickness in your body is terminated right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. I speak in the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus. I speak in the name that God has given through which men can be forgiven their sins. I call in the name of Jesus and declare that every sickness, every stranger in your body that my father did not place there, hear my voice this morning in the name of Jesus. I command you to come out of your hiding places. I command you to leave this body right now in the name of jesus i declare be healed this morning be healed in your body somebody needs healing in their soul be healed from this trauma in the name of jesus father we say thank you lord again this morning we give you all the praise and glory in jesus mighty name we pray 
Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.